As a busy woman, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and anxious, especially in today's fast-paced world. Today, an expert on finding peace and rest in the midst of your busy schedule. I'm Natalie Tisdall, a journalist who decided enough is enough. I left a career that looked glamorous to do what I was scared of doing, going out on my own. I'm a married working mom of three. On this podcast, we're going to talk about issues that really matter. Why am I not sleeping? What's up with that diet everyone's talking about? Are my kids falling behind? How do I leave that job and start over? Welcome to the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi friends, it's Natalie. I'm on spring break this week and I have spring fever. We're not traveling, but spending more time at home and time outside. And it's that little taste of spring that gets me excited for the renewal that comes with the season. Something I'm hearing from many of you is the feeling we all know of being anxious. Sometimes we don't know why we're anxious. Other times we can attribute it to something specific happening in our lives. Whatever is causing anxiousness, I know as many of you do, it can be overwhelming, but let me tell you, it doesn't need to be. Today, we're going to talk about anxiousness in a very important way. I often talk about my faith and I have to tell you without it, I don't know how I would get through anxious and overwhelming times. I turn to scripture and prayer to calm my nerves. I've been doing this for years. It's not really something that's happened overnight, but rather an intentional choice that I make every day. One verse I regularly turn to is be still and know that I am God. Psalm 4610. When I read this, it just helps remind me that he's present in all situations and can help calm my anxiousness. It also suggests be still, something a lot of us don't do enough. I know that I don't. I'm continually working on this. As a busy mom, it is a challenge. Another verse I go to about anxiety that really resonates with me is do not be anxious about anything. Could it be any more clear? That's Philippians 4, 6. This verse reminds me that I can turn my worries over to God and trust his plan for my life. That word, trust. It's so hard, especially as a strong woman, to trust that when we turn it over, that we really are turning it over. My guest today has spent most of her life encouraging and helping women. Judy Dunnigan is an acquisitions editor for the Women's Bible Studies and Books at Moody Publishers. She's also the author of The Loudest Roar, Living in the Unshakable Victory of Christ, which released in September of 2022. Today, Judy shares her insights and wisdom on dealing with anxiety as a busy woman. We're going to talk about cultivating a daily habit, finding a supportive community. Whether you are a working mom or a busy professional, Judy's practical advice and encouragement will help you find rest and peace in the midst of your busy life. Thanks so much for being here and for taking the time to work on yourself. Be sure to join me online at natalietisdall.com for more interviews and blogs and to sign up for my newsletter. Let's get started today with Judy Dunnigan. Judy, what a pleasure to speak with you today. And this is a topic I know all women struggle with. And I think it was there before, but something about our world today, after COVID, we have so much anxiety and so much fear that we live with. 
So true, Natalie, and I'm so grateful to be with you. Um, you know, I have dealt with anxiety really my whole life. I, it goes back to when I was a little girl. I battled it quite a bit, especially when I first became a mom because our family started moving overseas for my husband's job. And there were seasons where it would just overwhelm me to the point where I thought I could lose my mind to worry. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to that. Like you said, I mean, when COVID hit, we were all anxious. I heard one of the most Googled searches was anxiety and how mm. to treat anxiety. And I've written a book called The Loudest Roar, Living in the Unshakable Victory of Christ. And one of my chapters is called When I Am Afraid, and it addresses our battle with anxiety. Well, we know God tells us to cast our cares upon him. We know that we're supposed to hand it over. And yet, we don't do it. What, what is it that we're doing wrong? And it's so much easier to say, I've prayed about it, I'm done with it. And yet we're still living in a world that is difficult. So true. I mean, we can cast that anxiety on the Lord. And I, I recently looked up the word cast. It means to literally throw at him. <laughs> and we can do that, but then we take it back, don't we? Because mm -hmm. it can overwhelm us again, or what we were worried about kind of comes back. And it's really a daily surrender, I think. And there's some practical ways to do that in my book. But one way that I have found, especially when my girls were little, and I'd be overcome with worry for them, I would turn my worries into prayers for them. So when my mind started to escalate with the what ifs and oh no, and is this illness going to lead to being in the hospital even, mm. my mind would escalate. I would just start praying over them and pray for protection. And I'd ask God to calm my anxious heart and help me to trust him more. And I think prayer is such a key in the midst of anxiety is to calm our anxious heart. I also love listening to worship music and I'll make myself listen to the lyrics and let those truths wash over me when mm. my mind wants to escalate to debilitating fear. Instead, I try to make myself look at the truth of God's word and to pray and also listen to worship music. It's so true though, that we, we spend so much time thinking and dealing with our issues in this, either the world or our kids, whatever it is, we spend so much time trying to figure that out on our own or fix it. I, I find as a mom that I'm a fixer and I've had to deal with that where sometimes my kids or I need to go through the hardship that I'm going through. I need to go through it to get to the next level. But especially with my kids, I'm like, just let me fix that problem instead of letting them endure it. I want to take a minute to tell you about one of the ways I keep my family healthy. I've been a customer of Seeking Health for several years, and I'm constantly amazed by the positive impact their products have had on overall health and well-being. From the very beginning, the team at Seeking Health has been dedicated to helping me build a strong foundation for my health through their focus on optimizing digestion, reducing environmental exposures, and nourishing my body with pure, high-quality supplements. They've provided me with the tools and the knowledge I need to support my body's natural healing systems, and I have seen significant improvements in my energy, immune function, and overall sense of well-being. A few of my favorites, Active Magnesium, the Glutathione Plus, Immune Intensive, also the electrolytes we put in our water and our family, all great products, and those are just a few. I'm grateful to the team at Seeking Health for their passion, 
for prevention and their consistent commitment to helping with my family's health. If you're looking to take control of your health and build a strong foundation for your well-being, I highly recommend Seeking Health. You can get more information and a discount code by going to natalietisdall.com slash favorites. Look for the Seeking Health logo and that discount code. Again, natalietisdall.com slash favorites. The link is in the show notes. Yes, I think we do that. We're really good at that as moms, aren't we? We want to mm -hmm. fix things. And when we, we moved to Beijing, China, when my girls were only three and five, and they were kind of scared mm -hmm. about the move. It would seem like a big mystery to them. And I'll be honest, I was frightened as well. There was a lot of medical issues that we faced when we first got there. And so mm -hmm. instead of just keeping it all to myself, I started to teach them how to pray about things they're afraid of. We even memorized a verse together, Joshua 1, 9. Before we moved there with motions, we even did it. And it goes along the lines of, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be afraid. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And Natalie, we were there just a few weeks when we were all headed to the clinic because we all had fevers and upper mm -hmm. respiratory illness. We moved there in the dead of winter. And one of my little girls started saying that verse while we were mm -hmm. driving to the clinic. And I'll never forget it. She was like five years old and that God had been teaching her to be able to do that as well. Wow. That's powerful. And to give them those tools. So let's talk a little bit more about tools, tools in dealing with anxiety. You mentioned worship music. You mentioned just going to prayer, but what are some other ways you can help people when they are feeling that sense of overwhelm, that anxiety? And for some it's escalated to panic attacks or other like very serious physical ways that they're dealing with that anxiety. Such a good question, because I think it's very important to understand that sometimes with severe anxiety and panic attacks, it can be a medical condition. It can mm -hmm. be related to serotonin being depleted and having to go to a doctor and handle that with meds to help even that out. It can also be related to trauma in your past, some trauma that you maybe don't even remember, but you start to show signs of panic attacks and severe fear. I've had many friends who have gone through that. Mm -hmm. And so they've sought out really great therapists to work with them to kind of look back and see what is causing this. And there can be PTSD. You know, I had a friend whose husband was dying of cancer and going through all of his treatments. He lost his arm even. He had to amputate it because it was in the muscle of the arm. Mm. And she was so stoic and so brave and at all the doctor's appointment, taking the notes and taking care of her husband. And when he started to come out of it and was being healed and, and getting better, she started having panic attacks that just seemed to her to come out of nowhere. Mm. And it really was part of her PTSD of holding it together with that stress through that probably a few years. And then she knew he was safe. And then it was like almost like her body giving her permission to get some help for her own trauma. Mm. And I think I'm so grateful wow. the day in which we live because people are understanding this more. It used to be yeah. at the church, you know, they'd always make it spiritual. Well, you need to trust God more and worries a sin and all this guilt. But it's very important to be balanced. But there is also an enemy. We're told in God's word that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. That's in first Peter mm -hmm. five. And the God's word talks about this enemy, but we don't need to fear him. We need to know how to stand firm against him. Mm -hmm. And thankfully our Lord Jesus has won the victory over 
Satan through our Lord Jesus's death and resurrection and ascension. And so my book talks a lot about how to stand firm in that victory, especially when he comes at us in an area where we're most vulnerable. For me, it was anxiety, as mm -hmm. I mentioned in China, where I thought I was going to lose my mind to worry. And that's where I knew I had to run to his word and use those other tools, spiritual tools to stand firm in my victory and to trust my God. Yeah, I think that is so important. Talk more about that for me, because standing firm when you are afraid is well, just, so yeah. hard. Yeah, it is so hard. And it can sound like a pat answer. But mm -hmm. for me in China, my daughter Kelly was just three years old and she wasn't getting the medication she needed for strep throat. They would not give us antibiotics, which is a dangerous mm -hmm. diagnosis without antibiotics. And there was one night where I was just overcome with fear. I mean, my mind went to thinking she's going to get meningitis. I'm going to lose her. And at that time, there was no 911 that we could call. There was no urgent care in the mm. middle of the night. And the closest hospital was two hours away. And so I knew I needed to wait out that night until the next morning. I could go to the clinic and say, this baby needs some antibiotics. So that night, Natalie, there was just a surrender in my heart. My only hope was Jesus to make it through the night. Mm -hmm. I needed to get a grip on my mind so that I could mother my child. And so I just, it was almost like I surrendered her to him as if I had her in my hands. She had fallen asleep in her room once the Tylenol kicked in for her fever. And it was as if I lifted her up and I said, I know you love her. Jesus more than I do. And I'm going to trust that you can heal her. I know you can heal her, but if you have a different choice for her life, I'm going to still love you and follow you. Mm -hmm. And there was a break in that extreme fear that the enemy, I really believe was trying to take me under. He was trying to make me question God's goodness and his mercy and his faithfulness. And then I also knew I had to run to God's word. And at that time I'd been reading Psalm 91. And for our listeners, that is one of the most powerful Psalms. I mm -hmm. call it a victory Psalm. And just the first verses, I read it so much, I memorized it. And it starts out, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so I read those verses and I claimed those truths that he's my refuge and my fortress and that I can trust in him. And then again, the only way I could sleep that night was to listen to some praise mm -hmm. music that finally helped me fall asleep so I could take good care of my daughter in the morning. And the Lord met me in that. So those are just some practical ways to do that. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about how the enemy attacks us when we might not identify it that way? Mm -hmm. We might not realize that that's a dark force and spiritual warfare. And for those listening who have never talked about that or know about that, can you just tell us about that and where we might become more aware of that? Yes, I think it's very important to run to scripture, run to God's word. And a key passage on warfare is in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. I won't take the time to read all of it, but the mm -hmm. first few verses say, finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Then this is key for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and authorities and cosmic powers mm -hmm. over this present darkness against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God 
that you may be able to stand, withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Now, that can kind of sound scary when you first read that, this battle that's going on. But we see that battle in, in the book of Genesis with the fall when Satan came with his temptations. And we see it in the in Revelation as well. But really, we need to remember that the enemy is a defeated foe. You know, I had mentioned that verse, he's like a roaring lion. But our God is the bigger lion mm. with the louder roar. Our Lord Jesus is called the Lion of Judah in Revelation. And he is seated on the throne. And Satan is a defeated foe. But he likes to make us think that he has a lot of power. Almost as if he has more power than our God. Mm. But we have to remember our Jesus has won the victory for us. And that we fight from the victory he's won with Jesus. And when you look at the armor, there's all the pieces of the armor spelled out. And again, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, I believe those pieces of the armor is Jesus. He's the one who covers us with his righteousness, his salvation, his peace, and his truth, all the different pieces. And to remember, he is the one who covers us with his protection. And he's in any battle we face. He's in that battle with us. Yeah. Those have given me comfort over the years. Absolutely. And teaching our children that mm -hmm. to know that you will face hardships, that you will have battles and the enemy will work against you and make you question yourself, right. Right. create anxiety, create situations, but to defend ourselves and stand firm. What are the biggest issues you see today outside of anxiety when you you look you work with a lot of women and i know that you speak a lot about these issues outside of anxiety what are the things you think we are dealing with in our world today as women that we need to be aware of and get some help with well i think one area especially is lies that we believe about ourselves mm -hmm. and the enemy is part of that we're told in god's word that the enemy is the father of lies and he accuses us and you can see that in different stories in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But we also believe lies as well. You know, I grew up very insecure for many years. I'm the youngest of three girls. And there was a lot of comparison and beauty issues or success mm. issues. And I think for some reason, women especially deal with that. There's a lot. We, we put these high standards up. There's a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out through Facebook posts or Instagram posts. We compare ourselves we're hard on ourselves, whether it's in the workplace that we're not successful enough or as a mother or a wife, or I could just name all of it. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that it's so important, again, to run to God's word for our identity. One of the best passages for that is Ephesians 1. It just lists who we are because of Jesus. We're beloved. You know, we're his daughters. He has forgiven us. There's just so much. And you run to God's word to define you more than the world's standards is so important. And then I think a lot of people are believing lies about who God is. There's a lot of that going on in our world and even in the church. I, many mm. people are leaving their faith and not trusting who Jesus is. Maybe because they're going through such hard things, it's hard to trust that he is good. And again, just run to his word. I think some of the best places to find and to read about who our God is, is found in 
the Psalms. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite Psalms is Psalm 145. And I encourage people to read that out loud as they start to pray because it just exalts who our God is. And it reminds us who he is and that his love is steadfast and that he is faithful and that he is kind and he is good. I love the Psalms. Like it's just such a fun place to go when you don't know where to go. But ironically, that my my son who is in seventh grade had to write a psalm. He had to write sixteen verses. And that was quite an exercise too. It was, yeah. you know, something about thankfulness, just write. <laughs> it was like awesome. wait, what? You. It was such a fun <laughs> exercise. But it yes. was also like one now that he's got his own you know, Psalm. It's his Psalm. He wrote it for him. It's not in the Bible, but it's, it's, that would be an exercise in a journal. Like it's fun to rhyme, right? And the Psalms are so beautiful, like to just sit down and, you know, we talk about how being grateful and having a gratefulness journal, prayer journal is another way, Mm -hmm. but to just have a way to daily be grateful instead of coming up with the problems we have to stop and reverse that and think of the things that we're grateful for. And so many of the Psalms are about thankfulness and gratefulness and being happy instead of fear. Yes. Yes. And I think um, journaling Psalms or your own Psalm, I love that your son already got to do that. It's so funny though. I wish I had it in front of me. He he was trying to rhyme the the comfort of a couch and all of its pillows with God's shelter being hard like an armadillo. (laughs) I love that. Being tough. I got to read this. (laughs) It was pretty funny, but but we had fun with it. It was a great Mm -hmm. exercise. Mm -hmm. You know, David wrote a lot of the Psalms, of course. He was the main psalmist or the one I love the most. And sometimes it'll tell you before the Psalm starts where he was. And if several times we're told he was in caves and he was hiding Mm -hmm. from King Saul or even his own son, Absalom. And I believe that he was fearful. I mean, he was running for his life and yet Mm -hmm. he turned to praising God or even lamenting, just Mm. pouring out his heart. There's a Psalm that says, how long, Lord, how long will this continue? And I don't know about you, Natalie, but I've been there where I just Mm. journal, like how long, Lord, where Mm. are you? And he wants us to do that. He trusts, he wants us to lament. He wants us to come to him with our sorrows and our hard questions, and he will be faithful and meet us there. And I think the Psalms is such a great pattern or model for us to do that. Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned not everyone who listens to this podcast, I, I talk a lot about health issues and this, this episode, there might be people listening going, Oh, wow, this is all about faith. I'm not used to this from this podcast. We talk a lot about health. We talk about family issues, mm-hmm. but I have found in, in my own life that without my faith, I don't know where to go with my problems. And so for anybody listening, who's like, I don't know about this. Like, I'm, I'm not sure you're, you're talking about Jesus a lot. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe this is the door that needed to open for you to let go of some of that pain. Yes. I mean, that's the kind of God we have. He welcomes you and you can go to him with your questions. And if you're a skeptic, he understands that Uh, Mm -hmm. he's such a gentle God. I really believe that. And I just encourage anyone listening to just kind of seek him out. I think a good place to start is if you get a Bible, just read the gospel of John and watch how Jesus was when he walked this groaning earth. He went through mm-hmm. everything we do. He was tempted in every way we are. He was sad. He was betrayed. Um, there's so many things he knows exactly what we're going through. And he's such a compassionate and kind savior. And I think if you just look at it from the perspective of 
some things you might hear about him is very different than if you just really look at his life and see how he inter interacted with the hurting and those who were really struggling. And it's really a beautiful, beautiful thing to see. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you more about your book before we close out. Why did you write it? What, what started it? Well, I think a lot of it was because of just my working with women. I've been on staff at a church and now I work for a Christian publisher. I'm acquiring books written by women geared to women readers. And I started to see that many were feeling defeated, almost as if the enemy or just were defeated in life had more power than our God. And so I really wanted to help the readers to turn their eyes towards Jesus and all that he has won for us in terms of this personal relationship we can have with him and his protection over us and how he cares about our sorrows and he cares yeah. about our grief and our questions and to really just help the reader look at the victory that he's won for us. It's also a very practical book. I have a lot of practical ways to pray and I have a different worship song I suggest for each chapter and there's questions at the end of each chapter so people could go through the book together. I'm hearing about groups going through the book together. They'll read it and then they'll gather every week and talk mm. through the questions. And so it just wanted to share the hope of Jesus and who he is and how he loves us so deeply and wants to have this personal relationship with us. Yeah. Where can people find it? I know in Googling it's on Amazon, but where can people yes. find the book? more about you and your teachings and what you're up to. Well, my website is a great place to start. It's just my name, judydunnigan.com and Dunnigan's D-U-N-A-G-A-N. So judydunnigan.com. You all can subscribe there. And if you subscribe, you can get a free downloadable resource that's called The Power of Praying Scripture. And it's just, if you're dealing with anxiety or you're worried about an adult, young adult child, or there's just a lot of different issues. I have different prayers that I have written based on prayers in God's word. And um, I also blog there and talk a lot about practical things as a mom and as a wife. So that's a great starting place. My The link to my book is there as well, but they can also find my book on Amazon and the title is The Loudest Roar and it's right there and they can order it. So I love I that. I love it. the title and I love what you have in the book and I just appreciate your time so much, your inspiration and, and the gift that you give to people in teaching. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks for having me. So much fun to be with you. So nice to have you. Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.